Amen. I promise you, I'll, if I see you becoming bored, well, I'll just close her down pretty quick. It's not what we're here for. Uh, would like to remind you that uh, especially all, of, everybody, but especially all of those that you were up here uh, earlier that we welcomed, we are beginning a uh, what I call a new life class. I don't think we have the date set. We're just trying to get past all the summer camps and all the various activities that a lot of us are involved in, and we will get you a date, try to give you as much notice as we can. But it's very, very important that you find out who we are, why we do what we do. Uh, we'll take questions. Uh, there's nothing that, you know, I've actually been places where you could, there's certain subject you couldn't deal with. Uh, you know, just like you don't go there. And, but, but listen, if it's decent, if it's something that we need to know about, listen, everything's open and we'll definitely try to answer your questions with good Bible scriptures. Amen. And so, so it's, important if you can plan on it now because um, you need to know, need to know. Because we do things a little different around here. We do things a little bit weird. If you don't know, uh, you got to find out. And so that's what we'll try to help you with here. And so, amen. The book of John chapter 10, St. John chapter 10, verse number 10. Hallelujah. John 10, the thief cometh, not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that you might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. I'd like to preach to you today for a little while. And I'm just, my title is just simply Abundant Life. Abundant Life. Praise God. Just, hey, listen, just smile at a couple people. Amen. And we'll get, and you can be seated and we will get right into what we feel like God might want us to say to you. Praise God. Bless you, Bless sir. You, Thank you, Brother Green. Bless you guys. Hallelujah. Praise God. The, the folks that Jesus was promising uh, and claiming for them uh, was life, and not just life, but abundant life. Now, these folks, apparently, they were alive because he was talking to a lot of them, but they were not alive spiritually is a part we have to get. I mean, just being alive, and of course, I'm sure I have folks that would testify to that all over this building if given an opportunity, amen. But you're, you have been alive, but you're not really living. And so this is, I believe, what Jesus, uh, at least partly what he was saying. He's talking about a quality of life that only comes through the new birth experience. And we need to find out what the new birth really is. Uh, you know, I, I, I mess up good teaching and good preaching and the good flow of the Holy Ghost because I just stop along the way and maybe it becomes preaching. It's half preaching and half teaching. But, but we, have to, we have to get these things. It's, it's, a, it's a common thing nowadays and it's popular nowadays for, for everybody from kingdom from who knows where, oh, I'm born again. It, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's a popular thing. You know, movie stars, and, and I'm not doubting people receiving stuff from God and things from God and get an experience. I'm not, I'm not doubting that at all. I'm not their judge. However, uh, when you're around people and you talk to them a little while, uh, you know, the, what they claim as a born again experience is not scriptural. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, even with all of your heart, and you believe that he, he, you know, he came and born in a manger and he died and rose again the third day, and he, you, know, the, you know, you can believe all of that you want to believe, that does not constitute the born again experience. That is not receiving the baptism of the Spirit. You have to see all of that and you do have to believe all of that but then you go all the way to the book of Acts, the upper room and you receive the experience that they received. Now that is called the born again experience. And Jesus told Nicodemus that you must be born again of water and spirit. And so uh, I'm not picking on people. Thank God for whatever they did receive from God. I'm happy for them. But the enemy would like for us to stop short 
You know, we see people and you, you know, you, again, you don't want to judge them and you don't want to be critical, but, but if you put truth beside that, all right, you shall know the truth, and we, we quote it a lot, and the truth shall make you free. What, what will it make you free of? It'll make you free, number one, of false doctrine. And false doctrine can be a part of a truth. If you went to a court of law, if you told a part of the truth, that's considered an untruth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is why we take these little side roads and, oh yes, I'm a Christian. Oh yes, I'm born again. I'm not trying to, I'm trying, not trying to mock anybody or belittle anybody or discredit anything that you have. But listen, listen, we have been called of God, amen, to preach this glorious, liberating, powerful. See, this is the reason that there are Christians who can't get the victory over tobacco and they can't stop cussing and they can't stop lying. And in other words, they are powerless. They let every demonic spirit, everything that comes along overpower them, overrule them. And so that's exactly where the enemy wants us. He does not want the church to have any power. And the Bible said the joy of the Lord, amen, is our strength. We have to teach people this. Listen, I say this all the time. Prejudice is taught. Hate, hate is passed on from generation to generation. It's taught. But the love of God is also taught. A good spirit, a good attitude, shouting and praising is in order. That's taught. I see people just fill with the spirit. They talk in tongues. But you know what? Worship service, they just like this. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm teaching right now. That's not allowed. God died on a cross for you. He shed precious blood for you. He's trying to empower you. He wants to bless you. No. It's, you know, we divide the church up. You know, the ses- we, we start out with praise and worship. Amen. And you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just not the emotional kind. Listen, if you went to Price is Right, if you, was ever op- if you had an opportunity to be on the Price is Right, they would kick you off of the show. If you won that convertible and whatever else that they put behind curtain number two, if you went, thank you, thank you very much. How do you like it? No, they pick people that jump up and down because they won the washing machine. We, we've got, emo- listen, you've got emotions in there somewhere. There's something that will trigger that off and I'm telling you, you have liberty to do that and the world is watching. And if you don't shout and if you don't dance and if you don't leap and if you don't clap, they just gonna say, well, you know, I got as much as they got. Hallelujah. Amen. I want people to experience the new birth. That's how they know a baby is born. You hear that cry. Woo, a new baby girl. Oh, a new baby boy. I heard him crying. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. There's a there's anointing here. We could go any direction we wanted to right now. Amen. It'd be the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I, I want to see you receive these things. Amen. Not be a weak, anemic, on life support Christian. Hallelujah. Praise God. People who have never experienced a new birth are only existing. They're in the ICC. They got tubes running all over the place. I see you. I said that wrong. I said that in French. <laughs> I saw them. I can read them. I saw them looking at me. I'm like, oh, did I? And I had to go backwards. <laughs> you know, in French, you know, you throw the cow over the fence some hay. <laughs> That's how you say it down there. Overpass is a Passover. Matthew will be saying that pretty soon when he's down there far enough. <laughs> That's what I just did. But, but our mission, this is what we're here for. Listen, I'm not, I'm not in just for regular, get through this thing, you know, go to lunch, you know, where are you going to go, Burger King or McDonald's or pizza. You know, I'm, I'm not for that. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Amen. I, I, our mission is to preach this message to the whole world. Amen. That God will give you power. That's what he said. Jesus, after he had been crucified and came back, he promised power to be witnesses. Let me tell you what a witness is. Witness is not necessarily teaching a Bible study. Witnesses is Amen, that's somebody right in this church. Look over there, whoa, boy, they got something. You don't have to say a word to witness to people. It's all right if you want to do that, but you don't have to. Your actions, the smile on your face, your disposition toward the whole world and how bad and how ugly it is, amen, but you keeping a good spirit and a good attitude. Listen, listen, I've preached this for years, let me tell you. Listen, there's shouting, there's weeping, there's praising. Now, listen, I don't expect every one of you, now there's some people, my brother Jerry, he's gonna shout every service. If I had, if I probably had, if I had four or five more just like him, we could have revival around here. Amen. Hallelujah. But, but let, me, let me tell you, I don't mean to judge, but the Bible did say let the elders judge, didn't it? It did say, give me a little loophole right there. You know, when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. I'm not requiring that. That's a good thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm commending that, the, the shouts and the praise. And this guy, could, I could give him this microphone and he could testify about being in some dark places away from God, amen, so he's glad to be here. That's what, his, that's what his shout is about. That's what that praise is about. Some of us need to realize where we were and where we could be, and we would shout a lot more than what we do, but let me make my point here. Listen, there's people who, they don't do that all the time. You're, you're, you're not made up emotionally like that, and you're not put together like that somehow, and that's yours and God's business. But, but there are... There, you may just shout every once in a while. You may give praise. But if you don't never shout, I'm just, I'm just using my own, you know, experience over the years of dealing with people and watching people. If you don't never weep and break down, I'm concerned about you. If you always got it together, then I'm concerned. You ain't fooling me. If you become the Mr. or Mrs. Holier than everybody else and people are falling in the altar and weeping and shouting and crying and you don't ever do it, you need to pray through. You need to be honest with yourself. That's what these services, that's what the power of God does when it comes in a place. It mirrors, we, we see ourselves, amen. I, we really are in the presence of God and it challenges us. Amen. And hopefully it makes us honest enough to say, God, I need you today. Yeah. I need help. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm feeling that spirit right now. Yeah. Hallelujah. God's paid, God paid so much. Amen more for much more than an existence. He, he paid for much more than us coming to church and giving in the offering or paying our tithes and you know shedding a tear every once in a while. There's much, much more available. Amen. This good news message is the only thing in the world that is able to rescue us. Amen. Who have been taken captive by this world. This world will take you. Hallelujah. Amen. It's two things. Number one, Adam's fall. And number two, Satan's lies. Amen. That's what he has to, he has to redeem us from and loose us from. Let's, let's look at Adam's fall here. Because of Adam's disobedience to God's direct orders, they were separated from the blessings of God. Adam and Eve was. Amen. Sin and disobedience still separates us from God. That's why we need an altar. That's why we need a church that's not dead. And that's why we need a preacher that tells us the truth. And the truth will confront us. Hallelujah. Now there's the, there's the need of redemption from the fallen nature. And this is what this is about. Because we will revert right back into that defeated, fallen 
separated from God nature, amen. The only way for mankind to do this is to be redeemed from sin, amen, that we all inherited, every one of us are in the same boat here. The sin that we were born in is, you know, it just takes the blood of Jesus Christ. Peter said it's not just blood, but it's the precious blood. Hallelujah. We, we must see the need, number one. And number two, because of our revelation of the need, we have to have this spiritual encounter with God. Don't rest and don't stop until God does get your, you do get his attention, amen. Like Jacob of old, when the angel of the Lord wrestled with him, amen. At the break of day, the angel said, I've gotta go now, let me go. And Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Have you ever done that with God? Just because everybody else stops, that doesn't mean you need to quit. Amen. I'm holding on to this little bit of God that I do have and I'm not gonna let go. Hallelujah. Amen. It, listen, if we're not acting, I'm trying to teach a little bit in the middle. If we're not acting upon what we know, amen, it's not gonna profit us anything. We're not profit anything. Someone said unpracticed truth is no better than false doctrine. Well, I know the truth, but what are you doing? Amen. A person who knows how to pray, but doesn't pray, is no better than a person who doesn't know how to pray. So if you stay around here, amen, we got a few prayer warriors. If you'll get close to them, they'll teach you how to pray. Oh God, it's more than now I lay me down to sleep. We could be like the little boy that used to say, now I lay me down to sleep. You know, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And he had to do that every night. Well, he just wrote it up on the wall up and he said, oh, there it is, God, read it. <laughs> that's, where, that's how the human nature does. You evolve downward. After a while, you know, and somebody needs to push you and you need to let somebody in your life that you don't get upset with and aggravated with when they do push you. You have to give permission to that. Hallelujah. So I know I can preach, but if you decide to reject it and you decide to doubt it and you decide to dissect it and I mispronounced a word or two and to give you whatever it takes to give you an excuse not to obey, you're allowed to do that. Amen. But we came into church. I remember, I remember preachers who... Uh, you know, just they were horrible speakers, you know, but they were prayer warriors. They believed in revival. They had an experience with God. They stayed on their faces before God. And I was so impressed as a young person that I obeyed them and submitted myself. I'm kind of like Chester Wright moving around as a, as a you know, a, a military kid. And, and somebody asked him, all in UPC, or in any denial, but especially in, even in our organization, there, we got conservatives, we got liberals, we got middle of the road, we all, you, you, you name it, every kind of standards. And, and, and they said, Brother Wright, what did you do when you kept moving to different towns and going to a different UPC church? He said, I just found out what the preacher preached. I just did that. It's not, a, you don't hear that very much because you know, this is what we did in our other church. This is what we taught. We have people here that don't celebrate Christmas. We have people leave the church because, hey, we have a Halloween. I'm going off track right now. I just need to go ahead and I guess. We, we have a fall fest here to keep our kids off the street where they won't go out and be endangered. And then there's people like, I can't believe the church. I can't believe the bishop, man. They're having this Halloween party. No, the whole reason we have it is so our kids, and I'm not one that's gonna just come down on Halloween. I, you know, I think it's of the devil and, you know, you can trace it. In fact, every bit of this stuff you can trace. Look, a steeple on a church, you can, you can study deep enough and go back and find out, you know, that was paganistic too. But I don't preach against steeples. We have people, and one guy, you know, I'm sorry I can't celebrate Easter and I can't celebrate Christmas. And I said, listen, you know, how, how can you not? How can you not celebrate? And well, I know the dates are wrong. And, you know, we said he was probably born sometime. I'm not sure when, depending on what calendar you look at. You know, but how can you not celebrate the birth of our Savior? Amen. Let me tell you something. You get apostolic enough, you won't pay no attention to none of that stuff. You know who come up with all that? Easter, Halloween, and they go back and they study really, really deep and all this and find out and make everybody afraid and scared of everything. Oh, we can't do that. It's people who don't have the Holy Ghost. It's whole denominations 
that don't even believe in the power of God. How can you not celebrate Easter? That's the resurrection of our Savior. And not only that, the whole world celebrates Christmas and Easter, and that's some of the only times we can get an opportunity to get them to church. So we ought to use it and say, yes, come to our Christmas service. Come to our, come to our service for Easter. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But every kind of thing that the enemy can possibly do, amen, to throw a roadblock in front of you, amen. But people who don't even believe in the power of God, they don't believe in speaking in tongues. They, they certainly don't believe in baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. But oh, oh, man, this Christmas thing, if you got a Christmas tree. And listen, if you come through the 60s and the 70s and the 80s like I did, then you'll learn how, not, I'm not saying don't pay any attention to that. I'm just saying there's just a lot more important things to deal with. You know what? I'm feeling like Sister Jan, we're gonna grow a church here with God's help and that's gonna be every flavor, every level and that's okay. I can have everybody looking like me and believing exactly like me. That's about all we'll get right here. Yes, you can come to this church. Hallelujah. Amen, we can't police everybody and make everybody look like us. We're not, we're not interested in a cookie cutter church. Amen, you can have your own personality and your own experience with God. There's a few things that we just nailed down. We concrete it in and we're not changing that. But there's a lot of things that we just get sidetracked off, derailed somewhere, somewhere. And we just need to leave that alone and pray through in an altar. Hallelujah, amen. Satan's lies, or you could call them snares. <coughs> what are some of these things? Amen. A snare is a trap. A snare is a deception that holds people hostage and keeps them from what God wants for them. And we're preaching about abundant life, folks. Give me that water right there, Chad. Take that lid off there if you don't mind. Sorry, excuse me. Amen. And what God has made available for them. God has divine intentions for his people. What is it? It's more abundant life. Hallelujah. It's waking up in the morning and saying, thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to live another day. Oh, is this little stuff going, you know, he, he wants to get our mind off on whatever's not right. Oh, no, 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 you know what, hey, you know that, yep, Lord, help me with that, and I prayed about it, but hey, oh, there's so many good things. There's, there's so much good. That's what we're talking about. Amen, Luke 4, verses 16 through 18. Let me read this for you right quick. And he came to Nazareth, uh, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Verse 17, there was delivered unto him the book of Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And eight, verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Whew. Amen, what a, what, a, what a one to be saying that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Listen, we live in a generation where there are more inner healings needed than any other generation. I believe, this is my own belief. I said more inner healings. Amen. People suffer from break, broken relationships and, and the results are, are, are all kind of things. It's hatred, it's hurts, uh, amen, in the heart and in the spirit. It's distrust, it's suspicion and then right on in down to despair and we don't know which way to turn, we don't know what to do, amen, but that's what God, amen, he helped us to make a way, and gave us a way. The world offers psychology, it offers counseling, and it offers drugs. I, I made somebody mad here, here not too long ago. I, I, I didn't intend to. <clears throat> Listen, thank God for AA and 12 steps or ever how many steps they got. I know people have been going there for years and they still can't get off out. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm not down on people who drink 
Just go to your computer and just key in alcohol or alcoholics anonymous or our state. You start reading statistics about how much alcoholism has cost us in taxpayer dollars. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions. Amen. Everything from wife abuse and child abuse, it, it all comes out. It cost us. Amen. People are in prison today. They, they do things or did things they would never do, but they got half looped. Marriages are, are, are broken up. It, the list is monotonous. It goes on and on and on. So I don't even have to preach against, oh my God, he don't want you to get drunk. He don't want you to drink. Hey, listen, the state don't want you to do it either. Now they keep wanting to tax it. And they're getting well off, but they're just getting using the tax money to pay for all the stuff that it's costing us. So it's just not a good thing. So don't, don't think I'm on your case right here. I'm just simply saying God offers something much, much better than that. And so I just simply said, I just said, you know what? If, if, you know, I'm not picking on anybody, but you don't need 12 steps. God can do it in one step. It only takes one step. You know, folks, I'm, I'm ashamed to tell you, I came, from a, I came from a long line of alcoholics. Both my grandfathers were alcoholics. I have brothers that were alcoholics. So, I, you know, I, I don't know the modern terminology and the way that the people talk about it. Now, I just, they were just drunks. They just would go out on a binge. You know, they would lose their jobs and they would, they were, their families, they, they would have problems in there. It was constant. Maybe that was one of the reasons when I got into church, I mean, even before I got into church, I realized that wasn't the direction I wanted to go in. But God gave me something in place of all of that. But there's something about our human nature. I've given this, this to, uh, advice to people a lot. You know, like, listen, if, if you're full of the Holy Ghost, God will set you in a different direction. He will he will put you and he will aim you and you can, you can get somewhere. But when you let the Holy Ghost of God, the Spirit of the Lord, drain out of you, then guess what you do? You will, you will evolve back to what you know best. That's what we do. So that's why we need to pray. That's why we need to stay in the altar. And if anybody goes to the altar, I'm going. <laughs> And guess what? If nobody goes, I'm still going to try to get to the altar if they let me. Why? Because that's where my power is. That's where my authority is. That's where my help is. That's where the blessing is. Hallelujah. Listen, has anyone beside me ever been healed of the Lord? I mean, on the inside? Like anger and resentment and frustration is what we're talking about here. Amen. You know, this fear and worry and frustration, it, this is what the Holy Ghost can do for us. Amen. It's what we're preaching. That's what Jesus was talking about when he said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. Amen. That's just as good as being healed of cancer. In fact, maybe better. Because, you know, we, we shout when somebody, a crippled person, we did it today when Brother Cunningham was preaching. The crippled man, we shouted with him. And we think that's a big deal, and it is big. I just told someone the other day, I said, you know what? We need, to, we need the message of the gospel for salvation because all this healing stuff, uh, guess what? If you get healed of cancer, heart problems, whatever, you, sugar, whatever it might be, guess what? You're just gonna live a while and die anyway. But if you get this, the insides right, then you will go to a place where you will never die. There's no more sickness. There's no more pain. There's no more dying. Hallelujah. There'll be no need for the sun because Jesus is the light of that city. Hallelujah. Amen. You can experience abundant life. This is what we're talking about today. There's more. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second. Light could circle the equator in about seven and a half, uh, seven and a half times in one second. Can you imagine that? all the way around the world. They say that there are stars that have burned out thousands of years ago. But they were so far away that we are seeing them now in our lifetime. Hallelujah. A light year is the distance that light travels in one year. 
but they are stars, hallelujah, that are thousands of times bigger than our sun. Some scientists say that there are more stars than all the grains of sand in all the oceans of the world. It's just mind-boggling to me. They tell us that there are 100 million other galaxies beyond our galaxy. Think about that a minute. Hallelujah. And the mind-boggling vastness and precision of God's creation goes far beyond our human comprehension. I, I, I just have to stop and, and then I have to just give up on it. 170 times, this may help somebody, 170 times in the King James Version, God mentions grace, 170 times. 44 times he mentions healing. 126 times help. 127 times he talks about blessed or blessing. 296 times he talks about deliverance or being delivered. 51 times in the Bible, this is the least amount of times, and we're going down the line. 51 times the Bible refers to stars. But it usually refers, we could just lower that number even more than that because usually it's in reference to Abraham's seed being as numerous as the stars or referring to the stars that actually the Bible said were praising God. In Genesis, there's a little short, little short statement that almost seems like an afterthought of God. I'm, I'm gonna try to help somebody right here, right now. Amen. Not important enough to spend a lot of time on. Just a small matter. Amen. Just for the record. But Genesis 1.16 said, he made the stars also. That's it, that's it. You wanna know why God did not spend a lot of time elaborating how he created all these galaxies and millions and trillions and trillions of, you know why? Because he's not really interested in that. He is interested in the redemption of mankind. That's what he's interested in. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 13, he devoted a whole chapter on love. God is love. Whole chapter. We call it the love chapter. Hebrews 11, he gave a whole chapter on faith because that's what's important to God. Hallelujah. Amen. My friend, you are God's greatest interest. I'm, I'm coming directly in the teeth of the enemy right now who wants to discredit you, he wants to embarrass you, he wants to tell you how no good you are, how unworthy you are, amen. He wants to, listen, no, listen, you are his greatest interest. He gave his all for you, amen. And yes, he can give us abundant life. More than just an existence, Amen. He can take the hurt away. He can put peace and joy in its place. Amen. He came to set at liberty those who are bruised. Amen. Somebody's about to have some hope restored. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's going to give you joy. And the joy, as you know, is going to give you strength. Hallelujah. Amen. If you'll just accept him, amen, for what he is and who he is. Luke 4 and 1, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit, watch this, into the wilderness. When you get to knowing wherever you are, you're right in the will of God. What's the devil gonna do with that? You know, Brother Cunningham reminded me Amen, of the, of the quote, the guy saw the devil sitting in the corner. I mean, you know, it, the same thing happened to me years ago. Some folks think every time a devil rises up, you just gotta deal with him right there. Here's what the devil wants to do. Number one, he wants to stop you from worshiping. He wants to stop this church from praying. He'd like to stop me from preaching this word right now. And guess what? We're not gonna let him do it. If you understand where he comes from, the enemy rises up. I, listen, I grew up in this thing, folks, and I've seen the devil's one little goofy devil shut down a whole apostolic Jesus name Pentecostal service. Stop the preaching, say just shuts everything. I am not letting him do that. Not, I'm not.
we, we've seen folks, I, I, I think I'm, I'm qualified to say, y'all okay, y'all still okay? All right, we're still good. I, I, I think I'm old enough, qualified enough to say this. Listen, we've seen Pentecostals who wouldn't budge, wouldn't move, wouldn't shout, non-emotional, but during any kind of worship you want to name. I've seen preachers, I used to go places, I, I preached a place, yeah, it's been a few years ago, but I saw some old elders, they sat on the front and they would put their leg up on that and put that in there and they waiting on me to deliver. I'm almost like, you know what, I ain't, but I, I preach anyway, but it wasn't my church. I'm like, you know, I, if I'd have been here, I'd say, you know, I ain't preaching. <laughs> so you take your leg down and you <laughs> But I've seen folks who wouldn't budge, Brother Ruck, in a Pentecostal service, but you let one little devil rise up and you get folks taking their kids and putting Bibles on them and they're moving and you can see it on their face. Scared out of their, the devil can get people to move quicker than Jesus can. And that's not right. Hallelujah. We need to shout to Jesus. Amen. We need to claim this more abundant life. Hallelujah. But I came in, we first got here in the 80, early 80s, 80, February of 82 to be exact. We drove into Annapolis, went to the Rites Church and because we were taught get to church no matter what because we didn't have a church. We just came here to start. We, we eventually, a couple of months later, we got us a house uh, down on Reisterstown Road. Didn't know what to do. My wife and I, and our, our kids, our three kids, like doorsteps. My wife would stay home. I'd go out, amen, knock doors, pass out tracks, witness to people, and that's how the church got started. Sister Donna was the first member that prayed through. She's still here, amen, in our living room, amen. But I remember after we moved out to Nicodemus, uh, not Nicodemus, out at Louisville Road where y'all all prayed through, and we met you, Jan, Nicodemus. Well, I was still preaching out. I worked a full-time job. Uh, we felt it better that my wife stay home with the kids. They were small and in school. Amen. So I was, I was like, I, I don't, I was burning the candle at both ends. I worked a full-time job. I'd go to church a lots of times every night of the week almost. And I was preaching out quite a bit, but I would come in I would go by myself at times, but I would come in a lot of nights late at night. And uh, I, I don't make this a spooky service, but I just want to let you know how much power and how much authority, but you don't know you have it. The enemy has lied to you and, and said the devil's stronger and tougher and meaner and, and you know, you just gotta pay attention to him. But, but I came in one night and my family was asleep and I, I just so, I had probably had to work the next day, I can't remember, but I remember it was just, you know how the bed feels so good. It was just, I'm just so glad I'd dri driven, i drive across the district, you know, Eastern Shore, Western Maryland, different places. And I, and I finally eased in the bed and pulled the cover up. Oh, the bed fell felt so good. Man, I could take a nap right now. <laughs> I'm preaching myself. That's what happens when you get old, y'all. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and, and y'all, the, the, the spirit, and you reckon, if you've ever been around the spirit of the devil, it's not the spirit of joy, it's a scary. It just, it will petrify you. And of course, we've always taught, you know, if there's a devil around, you get up and you wear yourself out and pray and pray and pray all night and all day because you got to get him out of there. It, it, took, it took my weariness to give me some understanding and help me. God will put you in a predicament and teach you some things. I was so tired. Now, I'm the kind of guy that I sense the presence of the enemy. I prayed over my son many a night. I would go in his bedroom. I would look out the windows. It's like somebody's out here. Somebody's around, but it was that old creepy, scary feeling. I began to plead the blood. God, in Jesus' name, protect my family, and I thank you for that, God. I'd go in the bedrooms of the girls and, and then pray for my wife, and, and I wouldn't sleep until we did it. But this night, I was so weary, Sister Jan, and I was so tired, and I'm like, I gotta get up in the morning, I gotta get some sleep. And, I, and there was that, that, that old feeling of the enemy. He's right there with me. But I remember, I remember looking, kind of sitting up in the bed, and I just said, devil, I ain't got time for you tonight. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And I just laid my head back down on my pillow and went right to sleep. And I didn't even think about him till the next morning. I'm telling you, you have more power than you think you have. 
When you begin to feel that fear of the enemy, you just take authority. You don't have to be perfect to do that because he knows every wrong that you've done, every mistake that you've made, and he'll bring that up to you to discredit you, amen. But it doesn't matter, it's faith. It's faith, and it's a word of faith that will put him on the run. I'm telling you, amen, God wants to empower us and bless us, amen, and deliver us and give us revival. Listen, there's a revival of power. That's a, that he is, God believe God is poised to pour out his spirit of power and authority. Why? That we can flex our spiritual muscles and brag about how, no, 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 there's a world that's bound up and they can't get free. They don't know the truth. That's what it's for. See, it's not about us. I've said, I said this, I'm gonna say it again. We don't need more heroes. We've got one, his name is Jesus. That's who we're promoting. He's our hero. Hallelujah. We need to stop. Let's all stand. Let's stand together. Put your hands together one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm believing what I'm preaching here today. I'm trying to deliver something. I'm trying to help somebody right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan. Let me finish my scripture here. And was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. You know, we think that God's Spirit always just leads us to the mountaintop. We have this misconception of God's word. Like, well, it must be the devil after me because I'm just in. No, no, no. God probably either put you there or allowed you to be there. So since I am in the wilderness, I might as well try to learn something. I'm here. (laughs) instead of accusing God or being angry at God or disappointed in God, we just, we should say, God, what what is it that I need to know? What is it that I'm not getting? And just help me here. Hallelujah. But he returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. It took a wilderness to bring that out. And he was God manifest in human flesh. He had to confront the enemy. Now, if you're scared of the enemy, then you're not much good to the kingdom of God. So you have to confront him. I am not afraid of you, devil. I'm not going looking for you. There's people who, their whole ministry is chasing devil. Ooh, got a devil, ooh, got to be, well, so What? If he don't bother me, I ain't bothering him. Hallelujah. Here's what you do. You pick your time to deal with the devil. People, I remember remember working with Brother Nugent. I was his assistant pastor two different times. And during the altar service, during those days, we had crowds of people coming to the altar, 10 or 12 deep, or maybe more, further back down the aisles. And you pick up on it, and he was very sensitive. He would, he'd say, he'd say, now that that guy right over there with the blue shirt on, or he'd point to somebody. He said, he said they got they got a devil. He said, now you don't have to deal with it. He said, just speak to it when you go by. He'd be going the other way, praying for people. He'd see him across. He'd just boom, just take care of that. The guy'd fall out, and we'd move on. But you. Pick your battles. You don't let him pick the battle. Hey, sorry, devil. I'm tired tonight. I ain't bothering. See you tomorrow, maybe. That's how you do it. He has no authority. He has no power. He gave that up when he wanted to be like God. And he was cast out. Hallelujah. And there's a place prepared for him that we're not going. Hallelujah. And so his time is short and he wants to torment as many people as he possibly can. We're not letting him do it. Anybody feel like having revival? Anybody feel like saying yes to God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, amen. And I need to make this one last point. Brother Cunningham mentioned today about all those great revivals. And by the way, you know, we, we, got, a, we got a couple... You know, Holy Ghost outpourings under our belt. 
You know, I've always dreamed about having 120. At first, that's the first number that came. Lord, the scripture said about 120 received the Holy Spirit on that first outpouring. When we were in the Philippines, we had over 100 numerous times. But that one crusade, and some of you were with us, we counted over 1,600 after we got done counting how many in one service. Amen. 1,600 people. They said it was 1,800. One service. Hallelujah. But you know, you still have those people that are like, well, you know, I don't know about it. You know, listen, we have a choice. Faith is a choice. You choose to believe or not to believe. So let, let, me, just, let me just say this to us. This last point. The worst sin that we can commit it's not adultery. It's not going out and getting drunk. It's not stealing. It's not lying. All that is sin. That is sin. But that's not the worst sin. I'm gonna make this real simple for you. For you. The worst sin that we can commit is unbelief. Because every other sin, every other thing that's wrong, that's the foundation for it right there. If you choose not to believe the power of God, that he loves you unconditionally, if you choose that, you just built a foundation for something worse than that on it. So, so I, I say this all the time, made a lot of mistakes, probably make some more if I keep living. My wife, can, she could tell the whole story about some of those mistakes. She's a good wife, though. She puts what's up with me. But, but, but with all of those mistakes and all these problems, we've continued to be believers. Amen. It's the faith that's gonna get you through and get you to the next level and the next step. Listen, folks, listen, I'm not trying to liberalize this church. I'm not trying to discount sin. Let me tell you, I already said it. There's gonna be a level Amen. There's a level for you here. Men are worse than anybody else. Well, I don't want to get into church because I don't want to be a hypocrite. Listen, listen, no matter how much Holy Ghost you get and how long you talk in tongues, how you doesn't make any difference. Listen, you're going to still make some mistakes. It's, it's, it's not whether you make a mistake. It's just, it's just when you make a mistake. But the key is not falling down. The key is whether you get back up or not. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just a human being. I'll have patience with you. I'll work with you. I'll try to understand you the best that I can. I'll give you chance after chance because I think God will do the same thing. So if, if I just feel like there's some people right now that's like, you know what? I really would like to have the baptism of the Spirit. I'd like to have that born again experience. But you know, they're expecting me. Listen, I'm not expecting anything out of you. You make that connection, get that experience from God. Listen, and I don't know if you're gonna be a 30-fold Christian. You know, one of the mistakes we've made in Pentecost, you know, and I'm probably guilty of this, we expect everybody to be a 100-fold Christian like the first day that they get it. Well, they must not have got the Holy Ghost, man. I saw them smoking today. No, they got it. Well, they didn't get the Holy Ghost I got. Because look at them shorts, man. They ain't got enough clothes on to flag a freight train. <laughs> y'all know, y'all have heard it. Some of y'all have heard this. No, no, they did get the Holy Ghost. You know, let me just say this. I'm trying to quit, y'all. Listen, when our little kids, hey, amen, our little kids, they, 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 they little fellas. <clears throat> I know Kyla, my wife, changed her diaper the other day here a while back. And she somehow, she's just like, she just, she just squirms and she can roll, you know, and she didn't have any clothes on on the bottom. And so she just ran through the house. We used to say naked as a jaybird. And you know, we laughed, we laughed. Why? Because she's two. She's a baby. Now when she gets like 18 and she does that, we're like, hey, hey, we wouldn't be laughing. We got problems here. <laughs> Y'all hear me, guys? <laughs> and when our spiritual children are born, I'm trying to help somebody here. When our new babies are born here, don't expect them to be adults the next day or the next or the next or the next. We're gonna teach them. We're gonna burp them. We're gonna bottle them. Hallelujah. And we're gonna grow us a church here. Hallelujah. And we're gonna win our community, but we gotta have patience, we gotta have wisdom, amen. But he's trying to give us abundant life. Hallelujah. 
thirtyfold, sixtyfold, hundredfold. But our problem, we want everybody to be a hundredfold. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Y'all, I'm sorry. I've been off track numerous times. Amen. I love you. I'm trying to help you. I want to help you. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody like to pray? I know we're in overtime a little bit. Amen. I'm not apologizing. I'm just, amen. Anybody like to, listen, I believe if you've never had the Holy Ghost, you've never had the Spirit, amen. I believe that if you walked up here in faith, it'd take like 30 seconds. I could put my hand on you. I'm feeling so much spirit, so much faith right now. In about 30 seconds, you'd be speaking in another language. This is something God's provided, not only provided, but he promised it to whosoever will. Anybody? Amen. Anybody want a renewing right now? If you have to leave, you can leave. I'm sorry. Amen. If we go a little over time, but if you want to stay, we're still having church around here. Hallelujah. Altar's open. Bring somebody with you. Amen. I'd like to touch you and pray you through to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Get some of that more abundant life. Hallelujah. Come on, bring somebody with you. Come in faith. Let's just spend a little time right here before we go. Jesus' name. Get that renewing. Get that refreshing. Get some joy. Amen. Some strength and some power. Come on in faith in Jesus' name. Come worshiping him. Come believing him. Come praising him right now. Hallelujah. In faith. In the name of Jesus. In faith. Come on, elders. Maybe touch somebody. Send it on down, Lord, let the Holy Ghost. If you gotta get if you're ready to get baptized, go ahead and get your robe on. Amen. The water's ready. Whoever's getting baptized. Holy Ghost, come on down. On down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Let your Holy Spirit fall. Send down the fire, let it fall like rain. As we lift our praises to your name. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Heavenly Father, hear our call. Let your Holy Spirit fall. Send down the fire, let it fall like rain as we lift our praises to your name. Oh, send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your touch today. Oh, glory, Jesus, glory, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all got somebody to baptize, Bert or Brother Thompson? Hallelujah, Jesus. If you've never been baptized in water, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, we will put you under, amen, and get you back up. Hallelujah. And do it in the name. That's above every name. 
see somebody, see a usher, see me. Amen. It's very important, biblically, scripturally, amen, to do this. Amen. And we will accommodate you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's stretch your hand right over here while we're waiting on the baptismal people to come, whoever's getting baptized. I think Sister Emma. Let's pray for this man right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. God, we're asking you to help us, to touch us. Amen. With your power, with your hand today. Amen. We need a more abundant life, God. You've promised it to whosoever will. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for that wonderful promise. Glory, Jesus. Thank you today. Amen. We receive it in faith in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, folks. Let's believe the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus, thank you for touching this man. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord, thank you for your power. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you today. Hallelujah. We need a couple of people to pray with this, this man as long as he wants to pray. Amen. We're going to baptize Emma. Hallelujah. Somebody that's got faith, just reach over and lay your hand and touch this man in agreement right now. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus, glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow, this is so beautiful. Amen. Sister Emma, amen. You're just as pretty as you can be. Amen. And you're doing the right thing right now. And that's so good to see your dad baptizing you. Amen. It's the right, proper thing to do. And me, for one, amen, I'm just uh, probably a different word I should use, but I'm proud of you. Amen. It's just, it's just really, really good, Emma. Amen. So you're ready to go down in the name. Hallelujah. Sister Emma Johnson, upon the profession of your faith and in obedience to God's great word, we now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins. Come on, just get renewed right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Emma, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Yes, hallelujah, yes. Amen, understand. Understand, Emma got the Holy Ghost at camp. She prayed through to the Holy Ghost at camp, I believe I heard somebody say. Congratulations, Sister Emma. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. If there's no one else to get baptized, speak now or forever hold your peace. Amen, you're dismissed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't forget, uh, see Brother Bobby or myself, a couple of good, strong guys to go with us to the baptismal service out by Bobby and Connie's house. It's their neighbor. Help us with this baptismal service. Amen. In Jesus' name. Okay, leadership. Brother Thompson's reminded me of leadership cleaning time instead of Saturday. It's going to be Friday night or Friday because they're going to be out of town. So anybody that's on that cleaning team with leadership, see Brother Thompson right. for Friday. Right. Friday night. And no outreach this weekend until the following week. And outreach on Saturday. Sorry we didn't get that on there. Sorry, I said I didn't get it Sorry, done. sorry, sorry. Sorry about that, but my sorry. wife doesn't mind it. Sorry, I'm oh, pretty tired. Thank you. Good. Thank you. That looks nice. Now, we're going down to, um, are we going down to this home now? Two o'clock. I just meet you now.